It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mets Musings. I'm Gary Mack and I hope you're all having a very warm and dry Sunday as we're recording this a little bit later in the week than usual. But we had a blizzard hit New York in uh, not a fun time and, and uh, deep freezing temperatures. So... Uh, um stay inside stay warm stay dry and get somebody to do the snow for you don't go out and do it yourself <laughs> all right the baseball talk they're still talking uh but no settlement reached as of yet both parties are at least meeting they met last monday and tuesday and we're going to talk some more, and uh, nothing has come out of it, but the players have made some counter-proposals, the MLB has made some proposals. It seems like they're getting a little crack in the deep freeze that they had uh, there at the negotiation. So hopefully, hopefully... Uh, They'll be preparing. You know, we're almost in February. And February 1st is Tuesday. And we'll have about uh, two weeks before pitches and catchers were supposed to be uh, coming to spring training. And so we'll see if that pushes them to reach a settlement quickly. Still a lot of work to be done by all of the teams, including the Mets. So it will be a uh, a harried time. Uh, it's going to be nuts. I mean, you still got Carrasco still out there. Uh, Conforto still out there as a free agent. Kershaw still out there. There's a couple other names, like I can't, big names that I can't even remember. I can't. There's another big name, uh, but these guys are still out there. Not to mention trades that could be made. Teams are all, you know, planning trades, and and I I I think, you know, they've done they did talking during uh, before the lockdown, and I think that uh, perhaps other teams know where the other teams are and what may be available, what they could offer. It's just going to be a lot of, of uh, frantic negotiation going on when this is over. And that uh, may be kind of fun to watch as a baseball fan. You never know, you know. Uh, all these teams vying for players 
extra players that they may need and uh, want. And um, But we're here to talk about the New York Mets, so let's do that. All right, the Mets have announced officially their 2022 coaching staff with pitching coach Jeremy Hefner as the only returning member of last year's coaching core. Many of the new hires had already been reported. You knew, you knew who it was going to be, uh, but they just made it official with Eric Chavez as the hitting coach, first base coach Wayne Kirby, third base coach Joey Cora, bench coach Glenn Sherlock, and, of course, Buck Showalter going to be celebrating his first year in the – well, not celebrating, but will be embarking on his first year in the Mets dugout. Joining this group with two other coaches, one is a newcomer to the Mets organization and the other is a familiar face. Jeremy Barnes will become the assistant hitting coach, receiving a promotion from his previous role as New York's director of player initiatives. Craig Bjornsson will act as bullpen coach, coming to Queens after most recently working three seasons as the Boston Red Sox bullpen coach. So uh, that is the new pitching crew, the brain trust, if you will. And uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on Eric Chavez. A lot of speculation. You know, we, we spoke all last year about how, uh, how analytics, in my mind, I'm old school. And I think the analytics got into these guys' heads. I think it confused them. They were over-analytic. Uh, I think... Th- I, I put money on it. That's what ruined Michael Conforto. And and now we, we hear stuff being leaked out after the season about this is the case and how in analytic people, after Chili Davis uh, was fired, and it may have been one of the reasons why he was fired, started taking over some of the hitting meetings and throwing all of this stuff at the players you have to boil down the interesting and necessary stuff and give it to the players. You can't just give them everything. They can't be up there thinking about everything. I I know that sounds ridiculous, but you have to be thinking about hitting, and you have to go up there and saying, I'm going to look for a fastball. And I'll take it wherever it is. If it's on the outside, I'll go to left field with it. If it's on the inside, I'll try to pull it down the right field. If it's down the middle, I'll try to drive it up the middle. That's the, You have to have some sort of plan. You can't go up there thinking, well, he didn't throw uh, a changeup, so, uh, uh, you know, uh, I won't be looking for change. You got to be looking for change up as well, but you have to be able. It's all about adjustments. So you look fastball and you adjust to everything else. But there was so much information on these guys that they just couldn't. They would just. They just got all balled up. I think, and and so it'll be interesting to see what Eric Chavez. 
what approach from from what we hear his approach is is probably going to be more similar to chili davis than uh um chili's replacement so that's that's a good thing but we'll have to wait and see um but the Mets have to they have to improve their offense. You know, they'd get guys on and then they wouldn't know how to hit in either the pressure situations and I'm a, not necessarily pressure, but run scoring situations that gave up so many strikeouts because they weren't they were looking at the wrong pitches. And we're getting pitches down the middle and, and just letting them go. And getting strikes, then they're in a hole, and then it's it's two strikes, and bam, strike three comes down the middle because they're looking for a, a a fastball, and he throws them a changeup or something like that. Um, you can't have that. You got to have a guy relaxed. He's got to have an idea what he wants to do at the plate, and let him do it. All right, uh, let's see. Let, let's take a quick break and be back after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter, at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings. And on YouTube, at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516-619-6341. Okay, and we're back. Uh, and... What will the Mets do after the break, after the lockout, and after the CBA is all settled? They need definitely, they have to do something with their pitching rotation. They have to add to it. Right now, we've got DeGrom, Scherzer, uh, Walker, Carrasco, and then Peterson and McGill. Uh, and Peterson's coming off an injury. McGill's coming off a pretty nice first year, but can he do it again? Uh, will Peterson be healthy? They need another arm in that rotation. And GM Apple tells us that they pretty much uh, don't expect any more big free agents to come, any more surprises, but there could be trades. You could put together a trade. Uh, perhaps with the A's, they have a couple of nice pitches. Cincinnati has a couple of uh, nice pitch, young pitchers that they may be able to get, depending upon what you have to give up. Um, we spoke about this in the past. Probably the prime candidates at, that they would trade would be uh, Jeff McNeil, J.D. Smith, and Dom uh, Smith, J.D. Davis, 
and Dom Smith. Those would probably be the three main guys that they would look to trade. As far as prospects, they do not want to trade any of their prospects. They stated that, however, in the right deal, one may be moved. Now, who would it be? Well, Francisco Alvarez is going nowhere. We know that. Brett Beatty is more than likely going nowhere. The two left that you might say they may trade um, is Mark Vientos. Is, is, could be a candidate, though they're looking him at him for possibly being at third base or left field next year or this year. So he may not be the guy uh, to go either. The last one is Ronnie Mauricio, a 20-year-old at double-A. He'll be at double-A this year, and that's quite high. He'll be playing with guys about five years, four or five years older than himself and uh, has progressed nicely through the system, had a very nice year last year, but he's a shortstop. Now, they could potentially move him to second base, but Lindor is going to be here for a number of years, so shortstop is going to be blocked. Uh, he's a big kid. They could move him to third, but third base is going to be Vientos or Batty. Probably. So that's kind of blocked. So Maurizio is one of those guys, very talented guys, but he, he's in a position that's, that's blocked at the major league level, and you don't want to you know, uh, just waste the talent like that. So if you could move him in a big enough deal to bring in a solid arm with some other pieces, um, JT Ginn is a pitcher that was in uh, lower A last year and uh, might have been moved to uh, uh, double A at the end of the year. But... Uh, he was with Brooklyn a good part of the season, pitched very well, and they're very high on him. He may be a guy. Uh, Thomas Zapucky, who's at AAA, had a, a cup of coffee with the Mets, didn't fare too well in the biggies, but that could have been, a, you know, he was just up. He was out of the bullpen. He wasn't used to it. So uh, he was coming off of Tommy John surgery. So, um, you never know about those kind of things. But that could be another guy that could be available if they wanted to make a pitcher, put a pitcher in a deal. Or he could be one that they look at with the Mets in this season. Either way, they need to do something, and they may need to do something to shore up the bullpen a little bit more and maybe one more bench player. That's what the Mets will have to do. And... We'll see how much time they have after the CBA gets signed. If and when it gets signed. Um, and before spring training starts. Now, they could probably push back spring training a week or two. But I don't think they can go much further than that without impacting the beginning of the season. So, um, We'll see. Uh, the World Series odds are out, and uh, according to DraftKings for 2022, the Dodgers are on top. And let's see, followed by the, uh, just lost my place, the Yankees 
and the Houston Astros. And then the Metsies are fourth in line to make the World Series. And the Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Padres, the Rays, and the Brewers complete the top ten. Uh, interesting enough, Atlanta is number 11. Uh, Freddie Freeman's still a free agent out there. So we'll see what the uh, Braves do, too, as well. So uh, um, bet MGM list the Mets in third uh, behind the Dodgers and the Astros. So the Mets are uh, getting some love from the betting community. Uh, for the World Series odds. So if you're into that kind of thing, there you go. I don't understand anything about odds, or so I'm not going to read. Uh, they're plus 1,000 on uh, DraftKings and plus 1,100 with uh, MGM. So uh, another quick break, and we'll be back. <laughs> Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. Call that number five one six six one nine six three four one, or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com the facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings and uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show check out our patreon page check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings Okay, and we're back and going to wrap it up. But before we do, uh, congratulations to Edgardo Alfonso, the former former manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones. He's going to stay in the area. He's going to be the manager of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, who will play in the Independent League, the Atlantic League. And for those of us on Long Island, you know the Atlantic League. They, uh, the Long Island Ducks are in it. And now we will have the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. And uh, Edgardo Alfonso will be their manager. The Ferry Hawks will play in Staten Island where the previous Staten Island Yankees played. And if you've never gone to a game there, I advise catching a game the baseball is a good level of baseball. It's probably between AAA and AA, maybe somewhere in there. But um, it's good baseball. It's a lot of excitement. And that ballpark has the sweetest, the most beautiful view you'd ever want to see. It's of the skyline of New York, and on the right night, you can see everything, the ferry going over. It's right next to the ferry uh, station, 
the Staten Island Ferry. So if you're in Manhattan, you want to go catch a ball game or something, and uh, Mets or the Cyclones aren't home, take the ferry over to Staten Island and check out the Ferry Hawks and uh, say hello to their new manager, Edgardo Alfonso. So uh, apparently he reached out to the Mets about returning to the team in some capacity, and they were told they had no room for him. How can you not have room for Edgardo Alfonso? This blows my mind. This is a guy that, that won the New York Penn Championship with the Brooklyn Cyclones, and then they didn't rehire him. He's been loyal to this organization for his, since he retired. He goes to all kinds of events. He's still an ambassador for the Mets. He's always at events. He's always he's willing to sign. He's one of the nicest guys you ever want to see. And to me, they're treating him like the Wilpons treated players. They're treating him like crap. I don't know why. I don't know who he ticked off in the organization. But he did a fantastic job, and he's going to do a good job with the Ferry Hawks. And it's just a shame that, uh, you know, that he he's not in the Mets organization. It's going to be interesting because... When the Ferry Hawks play the Long Island Ducks, whether it be in Long Island or in Staten Island, that's uh, going to be uh, fascinating. It'll be two ex-Mets managing against one another. Wally Backman with the Long Island Ducks, and now Edgardo Alfonso with Staten uh, Staten Island Ferry Hawks. going to be great. Great. Imagine the interviews you could get for that. That would be terrific. But... Um, I don't know why the Mets dropped the ball on this one, I believe, and I and, uh, hope you do too. Well, I hope you'll write me if you've got anything uh, to say about the show. Uh, it's MetsMusings at gmail.com. Drop me an email with a question, answer anything, or call the hotline, 516-619-6331, and uh, ask a question, comment, anything at all. Um, maybe there's something you'd like to talk about. Maybe you'd like me to talk about. Maybe there's some guests you'd like to see on the show. I don't know. We'll try to get them if we can. But um, uh, reading a book now, Valentine's Way, Bobby Valentine's Career, pretty interesting, pretty terrific book. Go check it out. Pick it up. Um, let's see. Anything else? I think. That will wrap it up. So don't forget to hit subscribe and like on YouTube if you're watching this podcast. If you're on Apple Play listening to the audio version of it or Google Play or uh, uh, wherever you may be listening to it or watching it, please hit the subscribe button and the like button but in that way you'll be always be aware of when a new episode is coming out. It's going to be a little sporadic now because not a lot of news coming out. Don't want to do a lot of speculating. So um, we'll get more. We're usually a weekly show, but with this um, uh, lockout, uh, there's not a lot to talk about, not a lot coming out. So when there is, we'll be here. Uh, but until next time, remember to keep the faith and 
stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll talk to you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.